0: Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, Yada yah Emmanuel, Elohim, God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. God, the Lord Jesus. So you know the story. We don't need to go over the story. Today's reflection is how. What was the biblical response to this mystery of God incarnate and therefore what is our response to be? Remember how Alex unfolded the story to us so excellently a couple of weeks back, was it? And he showed that in the incarnation God had punched a hole between the barrier between deity and humanity. And I loved his, his link between the Salvation picture of the Old Testament, Noah's Ark, and the salvation uh, picture of the New Testament was the manger. And and he saw them both as arks of salvation in different contexts. And uh, we were reminded how this story embraces the whole Stretch of society from the academics, the astronomers from the East, who were at the top of the socio-economic pecking order and the shepherds who were at the bottom. And then there was the middle class, that was us. We were in the pub. And uh, we didn't have much time for that peasant at the door who was about to have a baby. And, of course, men What a crisis. It doesn't seem to matter these days, but uh, the problem of being an unmarried mum, the problem of an illegitimate birth. If you're born outside wedlock, you're a bastard. And then, and then of course there was a contract out on the baby's life. And in a year where well, we've had refugees from Africa pouring into Europe and from Syria and the Rohingya in Myanmar coming into Bangladesh we have a story of a refugee baby. So the whole mystery and wonder of our celebration is earthed in the pain and the horror and the brutality of this ugly world. So what is our response to be? The first thing that happened was that an angel rocked up. And he started saying things which were absurd. He told Zechariah the priest uh, that his wife, who was barren and was past age, was going to have a baby. And Zechariah's response was terror and doubt. So that wasn't very encouraging. He recovers. But then Elizabeth becomes pregnant. A- and she says, God has taken away my disgrace. And there's a word of the Lord to us all here this morning God has taken away our disgrace. whatever that is, as, as Elizabeth was released from her disgrace, <coughs> she, she declared and proclaimed and testified, my disgrace has been lifted off me, I can walk in society now with my head held high, and so can we all. And then the angel rocked up again, And he came to a teenage virgin and said, uh, you're going to have a baby. And Mary did not doubt him and was just curious to know who the father was going to be. And her supreme response was, let it be unto me according to your word. That's her response to the revelation. That she was going to become pregnant, overshadowed by the Holy Spirit, whatever that might be. Let it be unto me according to thy word. That's the second word for us today. Each one of us would say to the Lord, Let it be unto me according to thy word. Living letters. So Mary becomes pregnant and and she's heard from the angel that her cousin who can't have children is pregnant six months. So she hikes off to the hill country and all sorts of stuff happens. Supernatural stuff. Elizabeth is six months pregnant. Mary is about three months pregnant. And the baby in Elizabeth's womb leapt at the greeting So there was a resonance between the baby who was to be John the Baptist and the baby who was to be the Savior of the world. And, and then we learn that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and then Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit. That blows my pneumatology completely out of the window. That shouldn't happen according to my understanding, but it did. Jesus hasn't been born and. Mary's response to this exciting wonder of Holy Spirit anointing is to praise. My soul magnifies the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. At my school we used to sing this every week, it's called the Magnificat. For he has looked with favour on the lowliness of his handmaiden. Surely, from now on, all generations shall call me blessed. The blessed, the blessed, blessed Mary. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him, from generation to generation. He has, he has shown strength. With his arm, he has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. Saying that, John's passion sometimes. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and his descendants forever. Now, it's important to realize that under the anointing of the Spirit, Mary is linking her extraordinary experience with the Scriptures. And just now we'll see that Zechariah does the same. So what is happening is a flowing through of the Scripture from the ancient prophets. Jesus still hasn't been born, and then and then John the Baptist is born, and Zechariah now, oh, he's on the, he's filled with the Spirit. The doubter, he 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 had, because he didn't believe the angel, he was struck dumb until the baby's birth. And I, I wonder how much better off the church would be if we were all struck dumb for a season. contemplative prayer is a system whereby in silence one listens to the voice of God. The Benedictus, we used to sing this at school too. Their old English, Anglican book of prayer, beautiful vehicle of worship. And so this is Zechariah. Then his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke this prophecy. So we've got prophecy and prayer and proclamation and praise. You remember uh, what preachers were with without peas? I don't know. You remember last week Ingrid, what she had, peace and perspective and priority and praise. P-S- uh, that was yesterday, was it? Oh, gosh. Uh, the time is shortening all the time. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel for he has looked favorably on him. This chap's a priest. People, and redeem them. He has raised up a mighty Savior for us in the house of his servant David as he spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets, linking the present with the past, that we would be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, that he has shown the mercy promised to our ancestors and has remembered his holy covenant The oath that he swear to our ancestor Abraham and grant us that we being rescued from the hands of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you child, he's now prophesying to his own son, will be called the prophet of the most high and you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways and give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of their sins. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us, and to give light to those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet in the way of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and in the wilderness until the day he appeared publicly. He waited in silence before the Lord, an anointing and a revelation and a flow of the mind of Christ comes through going to be happening quite soon amongst us so we've had the Magnificat and now we've the Benedictus now we got to chapter 2 of Luke 1 and we've actually got to the birth and all so far we've just been in chapter 1 all these things have been happening Jesus hasn't even rocked up yet and so finally the next people who come in the angels come in and they come in the full team this time. And, and, and they come to the shepherds. And there's a blaze of glory. They're singing praise to God and good news. And, and we sing it here. He rules the world in truth and grace. I don't see it. All these things we sing, I don't see it. I see brutality and savagery and Terror expanding in all sides. But we have to sing it. Because it's God's view. And it's prophetic. And it's coming. Joy to the world. The world's not in joy now. The joy of the world is in. Horror. Sadness. Brutality. Whole of society is coming. But the promises of God and that of which we sing is prophetic. We, we join the prophetic world when we, we declare these things, which we don't see. Good news of great joy, said the angels and the shepherds. That's wonderful. Get rid of the Romans, get rid of Herod and all that junk. Well, it didn't get rid of them. But it's in Jesus' mind, in God's mind, is joy to the world. And we are to join the prophetic band by singing that. Glorifying and praising God, the shepherds were. They were the lower classes. Came from Ganey Road, not the sort of people we have in our houses. And then, Okay, the baby's taken in, uh, baby Jesus, and circumcised on the eighth day. Then later on, according to the law, they take him for purification and the dedication of the firstborn. And, and a chap comes up. His name is Simeon. He's not a priest. He's not a Levite. He's not a prophet. He's not an anybody. He's just like us. He's one of us. A certain man called Simeon. He was old. He was very old, but he could hear God because God said, you're not going to die until you see the Messiah. And Simeon believed that. And I understand what he felt like because I feel like it myself. But uh, it says, what happened to Simeon? He's rare somewhere. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. He would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. And guided by his Spirit, Simeon came into the temple just at the time. Our time's in God's hands. And and he he saw the parents bringing Jesus for the purification and dedication of the firstborn. the Spirit came on it. warmth, Holy Ghost anointing. That's what we're waiting for to happen. We're waiting for that to happen. It's going to be happening quite soon. He said, Master, now you are dismissing your servant. We sang this excuse. Well, the Magnificat, the Benedictus. This is called the Nunc Dimitris. Now, can I go home now, Lord? The Hosea. Wonderful. So uh, he said, For mine eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles. That's us. He saw this peasant couple, too poor to bring anything more than the turtle doves as a minimum offering. And, and he saw this baby. He saw the salvation of Israel. Mine eyes have seen. Through the eye of faith and through the anointing of faith, my eyes have seen. Have you seen? Have you seen? Wonderful. And he blesses them. And Simon blessed him and said to his mother Mary, this child is destined for the falling and rising of many in Israel. Ooh, he's come to upset the apple cart. He sure has done that. And to be a sign that will be opposed. The world hates God. So that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your heart, Mary. Joy to the world. A sword will pierce your heart. So we've got this counterpoint between good news and horror. Joy to the world and the refugee baby with the security forces after him. Joy to the world and a sword will pierce your heart. But we have to sing these songs of joy because it's going to happen. It's going to be full. Every word is going to be fulfilled. And God sees the end from the beginning. He's not in our time zone. In that time, Athelene, no, it wasn't athlete, it's Anna Anna, 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 Anna. Anna comes in, she's, She's about 156 or something. lived with her husband seven years, then a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple but worshipped with fasting and prayer. That moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child. Praise and proclamation and prophecy and prayer. P P P P. Well, we've got to join in that. Uh, we've got to praise. We have done. and To pray. And now we must all prophesy. Joy to the world.